What big three? The big three. What big three? Androids, aliens, and wizards. That's not a thing. That, that's definitely a thing. No, it's not. So every time we fight, we fight one of the three. So who are you fighting now, Gandalf? How do you know about Gandalf? I read The Hobbit in 1937 when it first came out. So you see my point? No, I don't. There are no wizards. Doctor Strange is a sorcerer. <laughs> a sorcerer is a wizard without a hat. Think about it, right? I'm right. I, I just I just came up with that. It's crazy. <laughs> Hello, Popheads. Welcome to issue 146 of the TomCast Podcast. Coming to you once again from a janitor's closet, but this time we're next to Baron Zemo's cell. My name is Tom. Thank you for listening to this quality, independent pop culture podcast. Get ready for a show where we will continue to underline the differences between sorcerers and wizards. Please make sure you're following us on social media at TomCastPopCast on Twitter and Instagram. You can email the show TomCastPopCast at gmail.com. And if you're on the Apple Podcast, make sure you're, you're liking, subscribing, sharing the show, and giving us those sweet five-star reviews. Remember, we are on all your favorite podcasting platforms. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Google Play, Pandora, Amazon Music, Audible. We're everywhere you want to be. Or everywhere you want us to be. Either way, works just fine for us. Again... An action-packed episode of the show, but before we can do that, we gotta talk. We gotta thank the official members of Pophead Nation, and if you want to become one of those official members, you can do so patreon.com forward slash TomCastPopCast, where you gain you will join the nation and gain access to bonus content, bonus bonus content. Thank you to our current Patreons: the Aspenil Chody, the Batman of Bay Park, Jeff Nail. Jeff is the host of the Ring and Air, a fantastic music podcast. Check that one out. Thanks to Evil Circle, the evilest of all the circles, the Squidmaster General, Mr. Brian Broussard, the New Jersey Devil, Mark Wegemer, and our very own Joker and Harley Quinn, Brian and Krista of Pariah Brewing Company, right here in San Diego, California, as my dog chews on a squeaker toy. Always exciting when that happens on a podcast. You can't get that kind of, of professionalism anywhere else but here on the TomCast Popcast. All right, we said it before. You know what it is. Today's Friday. Today's Friday, and we're getting in to episode... Two of the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, airing exclusively on the Disney Plus, which I'm sure we all have by now. Because what are you doing with your life if you don't? It's just it's the greatest thing ever. I mean, all the all the Marvel shows are on it. All the Star Wars shows are on it. You need it. You can't get rid of it. Don't cancel it now. What are you? You're crazy. Uh, this was uh, again. This is season one, episode two. Possibly the only season. You know, we just say season one. It's a formality. But with these Marvel shows, they could be completely just one-offs. And I'm okay with that. But we'll see We'll see how it goes. We'll see if this has an open-ended nature to it. Or if it just goes into the next big Marvel movie. Uh, this is The Star-Spangled Man is the name of this episode. And I, I think for all of us Captain America fans who are paying attention, we know that song. We know what that's a reference to. We get it. We watched the first Avenger. And I like how they reincorporated the song in this, in this episode of the, of the show. And and I will uh, we'll be talking about that very very shortly right here on the show. 
uh, we're going to be joining up again once again with with our very own Star Spangled Man, my brother Mark. He is coming on board. He is. Uh, uh, I'm assuming he's jumping at the bit to to talk about this episode because uh, you know we, we we spent a lot of time last week talking about how. Uh, it you know episode one was very strong, very good, but it was a lot of table setting. It was kind of like getting our players in place, and this one, ooh, the action comes fast and furious in this one. Lots of information. It's a very densely packed forty-five minute episode of TV. A lot to get into. We're going to talk about all of it. So so get ready for a great 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 podcast. We're going to make podcasts today. We're making podcasts, baby. Let's do this. You got to sit down, buckle up. Hold on to your butt, and then buckle up again. Here we go. I have all of that on camera. You know that, right? All right. It is that time. We are here to break down, uh, I guess, I mean, I guess we technically just want to call it the second episode of the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. We don't need to call it season one necessarily, because there may not be a season two, the way these Marvel shows seem to be going. But we are joined once again by our very own Star Spangled Man, my brother Mark. <laughs> he is the Star Spangled Man with a plan, and he's, he's he's holding a motorcycle over his head right now, just like in the first Avenger. Yep. <laughs> and he's, How's it going? He's struggling to recall all of these scenes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> hey, how are you? I'm good. How are you? <laughs> I'm, I'm okay. That motorcycle looks heavy, though. If you want to set it down. No problem. <laughs> oh boy. What? <laughs> I'm so excited to talk about this episode, uh, but we have to we we have a, a tradition on the on the on the podcast on the Tomcast podcast, and that is uh, we we talk about the tasty libations we are drinking uh, as as we entertain and amuse ourselves doing the show. Uh, what do you have today, Mark? I'm having Indie Brewing Company's O'Malley's Irish Stout. Mm. I like it. That sounds nice. Yeah, it's all right. I'm having, uh, from our friends at Pizza Port, I'm having the Outdoor Escape IPA, and it's uh, mm. lovely, 7.2%, and uh, the can makes me want to go outside, sort of. Mm. This can makes me want to go to Ireland. <laughs> Perfect. It is doing its job. Yeah. Hang on. All right, so, uh, um, I mean, let, let, we, we've done, we've talked, we've taken care of the formalities, the beer's out of the way, we're ready to consume it as... Each of us takes turn talking. Um, episode two, Falcon and Winter Soldier. Uh, you know, I think we talked a little bit about it last week. How uh, I thought it was a strong opening episode, but I think we both agreed that it was a lot of a kind of kind of table setting. You know, getting our, our, our players into place and, and kind of setting up the the world of the show. Uh, I felt that today was an incredibly strong episode. Did you feel the same? I thought it was fine. <laughs> Way to way to be understated. Okay, all right, subtle, uh, subtle. I, I, I wasn't wasn't over, overly impressed. No. Okay. All right. Uh, one of the things that I thought was most interesting. I, I you know I don't know how much you pay attention to the the world of uh, internet memes, uh, but over the past week or so, I feel like uh, Wyatt Russell has has taken. Uh, a lot of America's anger <laughs> at there being a new Captain America. <laughs> He's been the butt of a lot of jokes in, in meme form on the internet uh, for for that kind of like goofy grin and wink that he gives the camera right as, as in the closing shot there of uh, of episode one. Uh, and I, I thought it was, I mean, obviously this show was, was locked bef- long before that all happened, but I love how this episode opens with him and, and introducing the John Walker character and how he's not 
<laughs> the butt of a joke necessarily, at least not at this point. Uh, what did right. you think of the way they did all that? Um, I liked it. I, I thought he was the strongest part of of the episode. Um, yeah, I, I, I just thought he was a sympathetic character who understood the weight of the task put on his shoulders and understood that he was kind of stepping into a situation where he wasn't necessarily going to be appreciated by everybody. And um, yeah, I, I just thought he, he conveyed that very well. Yeah, I, I, I think that, that I think that was one of the, the really nice, surprising parts of of this episode, especially at the beginning there was, I mean, like, just getting in John, into John Walker's life and, and, and seeing who this guy is and what he's about and that, uh, you know, by, by all accounts, he's a good dude. You know, he's a, he's a, you know, would in theory be a worthy successor to Captain America if it weren't for everything else that we know about, you know, Cap's relationship and him choosing Falcon to be the next Captain America. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I, I sort of like that, 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 you know, we're not, we're not uh, it, going the cheap and easy way, you know. We're, we, we, he's unlikable, and we're rooting against him the entire time. I, I like that they're kind of making this a, a little bit more of a, you know. I mean, obviously, everyone's still rooting for Falcon <laughs> to get the shield back, but they're not going to make it like they're not going to go that obvious route, at least not yet, unless they do go the route of the comics, which was like John Walker eventually goes insane. But you know, we'll see. We'll get there. Oh, okay. I didn't know they do that in the comics. Yeah, he eventually gets a little, uh, little uh, power crazy <laughs> with his Captain America abilities, but he's also got being manipulated by a government entity at the time. Okay. And they obviously so, could go that route because we introduced this new government entity in this episode. Basically, this is the global repatriation uh, group. Yeah. And that he seems I mean, to be representative of. Right. I don't know. I hope they don't go that route because, like what you just said. Uh, that's kind of the quick and easy way out of the situation and yeah it makes him seem john walker seem like a bit of a tool i hear you one of the things i thought i mean i don't know if, i don't know if i want to dive into speculation right off the bat but you know obviously we we get into 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 physical confrontations with with the flag smashers at a certain point, and I mean, and we do realize, you know, we we speculated about it last week, and apparently we we're we're not wrong, or we were dead wrong, you know, John Walker, this Captain America does not have any kind of like derivation of the super soldier serum coursing through his veins, he's just a guy in a costume with a shield. I thought that's what we said. Well, we we talked about it, how it could go either way, but we weren't sure. Right. We, right. we, we, yeah, like, okay. we're like, is he this or is he that? We we didn't really know. I guess is what I I, I sort of misspoke. Yeah, but but yeah, obviously he's he's a guy with a shield. He has a gun. He needed some gunplay. Um, yeah. And 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 I guess one of the things that I'm starting to wonder already, you know, again, this is a, a six episode show, so I mean, we're two down, four to go, and and the Flag Smashers uh, are physically doing a very nice job of handling all the heroes on the show, whether it's Falcon, Winter Soldier, John Walker. Or Battlestar, who we will definitely talk about later. <laughs> okay. Um, and I, I wonder if if John and, and perhaps Battlestar by extension are going to get to the point where they're able to get their hands on some kind of super soldier knockoff serum because they feel like they need to power up. Yeah, I was, I was wondering that myself. 
But I, I yeah, I don't know. I, I I sort of wonder if there'll be some sort of like public humiliation of, of of John Walker that'll drive him to to get a super soldier serum in himself, and that may, maybe makes him maybe that maybe he will go a little off his rocker. Yeah, I mean, he kind of got his butt handed to him. Yeah. And and, yeah. and and for the comic fans out there, I, w- I will mention that, uh, you know, after going off his rocker as Captain America in the comics, and Steve comes back and becomes Captain again, Captain America again, and, and, and you know, takes his shield back from, from John Walker, uh, John Walker does get redemption in the comics. He does become U.S. agent and becomes a hero in his own right. But this, this, right. Is, this is also when Marvel was very big in, uh, like, making doubles of their own characters. <laughs> so right. it depends on how favorably you look on that era of Marvel comics. Yeah, I mean, I remember U.S. Agent, but I didn't read too much with him, so. Yeah, no, fair enough. Um, so, yeah, a little speculation there. But, uh, again, I thought it was a really, I did really like them getting us into that character. And I thought, I I, I think, God, it's been a million years since we watched Overlord on, the, on this podcast. But I, I've always thought Wyatt Russell's just like this really charming, affable guy. Uh, so I, I I feel like he was sort of like almost tailor made for this role of a charming affable guy. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean he very much, especially when he's wearing the helmet, he very much looks like a young Kurt Russell, and I feel like that's kind of how everybody sees Kurt Russell. So it's 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 so funny watching him on the on the show because I was. Um... Oh, I, I'm 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 totally blanking on the name of the show right now. But he was on a on a show that was on AMC uh, for a couple of seasons. That it, it was just like this weird quirky show. But he was so fucking charming on it, and and I sort of it's it's so easy to see him just doing that again in 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 his role as John Walker. Yeah, I I don't know. I I think I, I've only seen him in Overlord and um, was the one with um. Ingrid goes west. You didn't see him in uh, in Goon Two, Last of the Enforcers. I never saw Goon Two. Did you ever see Goon One? Yes. Okay. <laughs> um, uh, the show I was thinking of was is, is Lodge Forty Nine that was on AMC. It's just it's this really weird, quirky show, and he plays kind of like this uh, lovable loser character named Dud. <laughs> okay, that's. <laughs> It's a good name. He's very heavily bearded at the time. He's obviously very clean-shaven now. And again, it's funny seeing him clean-shaven, too, because much like in his role in Overlord, he, he does look like his dad and his mom. So, <laughs> Yeah. And his mom is Goldie Hawn, just in case anyone doesn't know that. Right. So, yeah, I, I liked this opening a lot. I was a big fan of it. I, I, I like that we're establishing the character of John Walker as, as a good dude and someone that, in any other circumstance, we, we might be rooting for. Um, if it were a different show and it wasn't called the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Right. <laughs> um, one more thing I wanted to ask you about with that, with that, with that opening scene where he's doing the good morning America appearance. And this the whole thing with the marching band doing their version of, of star spangled man and the whole, uh, the, the football crowd there. Um, there's did, did maybe again, this could be me just kind of reading something into something, but like there was like this, I felt like there's this sort of weird meta ness about that scene where it was like Marvel has become self aware, and, mm-hmm. and now they're like, like this is like going to one of our events at at a, at a you know at Comic Con or something like that, and like so they like sort of like replicated that experience in this show to a to a degree. 
I mean, maybe, but, you know, I think that's just kind of how those events are, whether it's a, a Marvel event or or any other kind of pep rally. Mm-hmm. So, I, I, you know, like, yeah, it, it can be a little meta if you see it that way, but I, I didn't look at it. I just looked at it as, like, just kind of a pep rally thing. Well, the other the other meta part of it was, like, just the whole... Uh, um, um corporatizing of captain america like the toys and the shirts and you know all the gear that whoever is probably making a ton of dough off of sure <laughs> that i think that was the real meta part of it all i mean honestly during that scene i i just couldn't help but to think like why do we even need a new captain america is it really that big of a deal no and i mean i suspect that'd be one of the things they want they want to explore as the show goes on uh, you know, they, they, this is this show is, is going to be about legacy from from here on out. I mean, and, and and obviously not just the legacy of Captain America and the legacy of 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 of, him, of Steve Rogers, but of all these characters and and the, the way they interpret those things. I would imagine. Right. I mean, we we started to get like a little bit of you know the first episode we we sort of explored a little bit of of Sam's history and his legacy and honoring legacy within his within his own family. And I mean, and we got a little look into that uh, with with Bucky in this episode, uh, you know, kind of talking about like where, you know, trying to figure out where he fits. If if Steve was wrong about Sam, then Steve might be wrong about Bucky, too. And, and, and sort of like how that's going to affect him moving forward. There, there's, right. I, I really like this episode. There's so, I mean, we've only talked about the beginning of it, but I think there's a lot of really great. They, they It's a densely packed episode. I I found. OK. <laughs> <laughs> let's fast forward. Let's let's get into let's get let's let's uh, let's catch up with the boys. Let's let's go to right. let's go to uh, Bucky and Sam in the hangar. Uh, you know, shortly after after uh, uh, John's appearance on Good Morning America, you know, Bucky goes to track down Sam and 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 sort of you know b- b- pretty strongly berates him for for you know giving up the shield in the first place, which mm-hmm. I, th- I think Sam knew he was going to get that conversation at some point. Um, I, I I liked that conversation between those two characters so much. I liked it when they were bickering with each other in the beginning, but I also liked it when they started kind of um, when they turned into like Riggs and Murtaugh <laughs> later in the episode. Mark, am I getting Lethal yeah. Weapon? On, I, in, I, am I getting Lethal Weapon in Marvel? Is that what's happening? Am I, is it going to happen? Is Bucky going to look at the camera and say, I'm getting too old for this shit? I hope not. <laughs> I don't. I don't think. I don't think you can have lethal weapon in the Marvel universe. At least not not doing it any justice anyway. Um, I actually got pretty tired of their bickering pretty quickly. Really? Yeah. I. It, it was interesting because like I thought in the trailers, like oh this should be good. It should be fun. But I it it quickly wore wore thin with me. I, I, yeah. I, that, that alarms me because I, yeah, I, I don't know why it, it just did. Huh? Well, <laughs> that's not great to hear, <laughs> <laughs> but even when it was even like, let's take the emotional, uh, you know, the emotional part of the, of their, of their arguing back and forth, you know, the whole Bucky going after Sam for, for turning the shield. You didn't think it was funny listening to them talk about like the big three and then, you know, wizards and sorcerers. You didn't like any of that stuff. No, not at all. How dare you? <laughs> How dare you? 
it, it just felt. It, I, I, I mean, look, you know, I'm watching a Marvel show, but it it just felt so Marvel to me. It's like, can we just have a straight conversation without injecting these little like snippets of humor? everywhere uh, no, like yeah. everything's got to be funny no you can have that conversation you just have to go watch uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League and you'll get it all day very yeah. earnest <laughs> not a lot of humor bleak <laughs> doomsday stuff <laughs> yeah that's what I like <laughs> no, that's, 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 that is true <laughs> um, <laughs> well let's follow uh, uh, Sam and Bucky on, on their adventure they you know, jet setting off to Munich to go to a warehouse and, and intercept the, the, the Flag Smasher group. Uh, what did you think about that whole scene? Again, I like the banter. You obviously didn't, so I don't know how much more time I'll spend on that. I also enjoyed the White Panther, or, uh, the White Panther than White Wolf reference. That was funny. I, <laughs> see, there's something you liked. Yeah, yeah, that was all right. Did you like, did you like, actually, I should, ju- I should go back to when they're on the plane. Uh, and when Bucky says that, you know, he, he kind of does like the Captain America thing where he's like, I, I don't need a parachute. I'll just jump out of this damn plane. Steve Rogers style. And it goes horribly wrong. <laughs> Did you enjoy that? Um, at least? <laughs> no, not really. <laughs> what? It, 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 it takes me out of it because it, I mean, I get it. You know, he, he's a super soldier and everything, but it, it also just makes me think like these characters are nigh invulnerable. And so I don't necessarily feel uh, feel like they're ever really in danger. Well, I think I I would disagree and I think that this, that scene on the on the truck on the trucks uh, demonstrates that pretty well that the, these guys are are um, getting their butts kicked and in pretty big danger from the flag smashers. You know, these guys are not equipped to go up against uh, super soldiers. You know, and, and, and remember, Bucky's strength really just kind of comes from his arm. <laughs> you know, he's been, he's been experimented on. He may have yeah. some kind of version of the super soldier serum that's made him tougher and longer lasting. But as right. far as I know, it's not the same to Steve by any means. Okay. Well, I've never been 100% clear on that. Uh, so, I mean, that's good to know, but, um, I don't know. I mean, didn't he go toe to toe with Steve in, uh, in winter soldier? He does, but I, well, again, I think he has heightened strength, but I don't think, to, I don't think to like super soldier level cap because I mean, if, yeah, if, but shouldn't, if, shouldn't if, cap have just been able to quickly take him out? Obviously not. Right. Buck's a pretty good fighter. Captain America's not. No, but like I said, I think a lot of his strength comes from his big giant cybernetic arm. Let's rip it off. <laughs> if it were that easy. <laughs> All right, Incredible Hulk, calm down. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. uh, I really enjoyed the, the battle on top of the trucks, especially when they got side by side, and they're joined in their battle by New Cap, and Battlestar, <laughs> or Battle, was it Battlestar? Yeah, I think it was Battlestar. I think he called himself Battlestar. Yeah, yeah. I'm just going to call him uh, BSG. I'm going to call him Battlestar Galactica. All right. Because that's just more fun for me. Okay. Um, What did you think of the, the action sequence there? I, 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 Like I said, I enjoyed it quite a bit. I thought it was a lot of fun. Um, I mean, it, it was okay. Um, I, I honestly thought that we kind of saw the limitations of, either the format or, or the budget 
it it just didn't feel as um, as grand of a of a spectacle as as it could have been. Um, but I also I don't know. It, it I think that's the thing. Uh, you know, kind of like what I was saying with with, with Bucky seeming invulnerable. But I I didn't ever really feel like our characters were in any any kind of danger. I I don't know. Hmm. That's interesting. Um, yeah, uh, I don't know. I liked it, but let me back up a second because I, I did want to okay. talk about, uh, uh, the Carly character making her sort of debut that, you know, they think she's a hostage on this truck yeah. full of, uh, vaccines that they're stealing, which I was like, Oh, that's kind of crazy and oddly relevant. <laughs> right. <laughs> but it's, 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 uh, you know, you, you mentioned it earlier before we, before we were, uh, before we were recording, how it is, um, it's the, the, the young actress who was in Solo. Right. And she is, uh, you know, she looks young and, and innocent and everything like that, but obviously had no problem kicking the shit out of Bucky and launching him back out of that truck onto the windshield of another truck. Right. <laughs> what did you think of all that, like the way that played out? Yeah, it, you know, it, it was good. You kind of saw it coming. Right. You know, but... It was a good good start to the to the action scene. Uh, the actress's name is Erin uh, Kellyman, by the way, and she's playing uh, Carly Morgenthau is the character she's playing. Erin Kellyman. Erin Kellyman is her name. Kellyman. Okay. Yeah, Just want to make sure she's playing okay. Carly Morgenthau. All right. So booyah. Yes, <laughs> booyah. Uh, all right. So our heroes get their butts kicked. Battlestar and, and New Cap show up. They get their butts kicked too. Uh, you do see Cap with some gunplay, some shield play. Uh, you know, Wyatt looks good in the uniform, at least. You know, you got to give him that. And he's trying to help. He's trying to be helpful. So we we, we, we quickly found out you know, this Captain America is going to be, like, a functioning Captain America. He's not some kind of propaganda piece. Right, yeah. Um, any thoughts on any of that or just kind of the same thoughts as the overall on that? No, I, I liked it when they showed up. I thought it was good to see new Captain America in action and get a feel for him. I thought, you know, he slung the shield pretty well. And I liked, uh, you know, I liked having to see him use a gun and whatnot. I don't don't think we've seen, have we seen Cap use a gun since first Avenger? I know he did in some of the World War II since didn't he? Yeah. And first Avenger, he definitely does. I don't think we've seen him do that since though. Yeah, so so it's an interesting visual. Yeah, yeah, no, I know, I like it too, and I, it was actually sort of funny because it reminded me of a, another period in, in the comics when Steve, quote unquote, dies, uh, and this is in Ed Brubaker's run, the the legendary uh, Ed Brubaker's run, and and Bucky yeah. becomes Captain America, and uh, again because Bucky's you know the, he's super strong from his arm. But he's not, he doesn't have the super soldier serum. So, I mean, he's very armed. <laughs> that, that is Captain okay. America who's very, very armed. <laughs> and not just a right. metallic arm. He's, he's loaded. <laughs> yes. He has some nice guns and a shiny silver shield. Not silver. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, but yeah. So, no, it reminded me of that. And I, I thought it was like, oh, that's kind of a weird thing right there. Like, if, if we had gotten Bucky as, as Captain America, this, that would be what we'd see. Mm-hmm. So that it made me think of that, and I thought that was uh, sort of an interesting, interesting place for for the comic book fans to go to who who are familiar with Buck as Cap. 
Right. Uh, yeah, I I know the storyline, but I I don't think I I read any of the actual issues where Bucky was Captain America. So, if memory if memory serves, I think I only got you like the first volume or two of that run where where Bucky comes yeah, back. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was the first two. Yeah. Yeah. I think you I think that was supposed to inspire you to get the rest on your own, but uh clearly didn't take. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> I liked it though. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> I guess that's progress. <laughs> uh, all right, so our heroes get get booted off the truck, uh, and and uh, again, you get more more dialogue between our characters, and you get a really uh, sort of I don't, I don't even know what you want to call it, but they end up catching a ride back with with Walker and and um, oh, I forget I forget his his buddy's name, who's who's playing Battlestar. Battlestar Galactica. Right. Uh, yeah, sorry, I'm forgetting it too. I want to say it was Lamar. Lamar reason. Hoskins. Hoskins. I was thinking Hopkins. Yeah, okay. Hoskins. Uh, okay. Yeah, Lamar Hoskins is Battlestar Galactica. <laughs> I like that. It's, I'm going to make it stick. I'm going to start. A is that of... is that a made up character? I believe it is. Not. I mean, okay. to my recollection, uh, not. I, I don't. I don't recall there being a character. I don't even, you know, I don't even think I recall there being a character named Battlestar, but I may have to Google that while we're while we're doing the show. <laughs> so, right. Because I'm like, you know what? Now that I'm thinking about it. Maybe that was a character that I'm just completely blanking on. It sounds like, it's I don't know. Battlestar sounds like a character that Rob Liefeld created. It kind of does. Yeah. Oh my god! All right, I take it back. Battlestar is an actual comic book character. He okay. Debuted, he debuted in Captain America three twenty three in November of nineteen eighty six. All right, and uh, I'll send you pictures from the costume because it is, it is something to behold. I oh my god! Now that I'm looking at this costume, I like I do remember this. I completely okay. blanked on on this though, but like that costume is something special. Uh, in the comics, though, he's trained by Taskmaster. Okay, that's the villain. That's the Black Widow villain, right? From in the in the new movie yeah right? yeah taskmaster's gonna make his debut in in the black widow film coming out but in, yeah in the comic books apparently he's trained by um yeah he's trained by uh that guy taskmaster and apparently he has right. also worked for silver sable at, some, at various points he's been part of the silver sable book all right Battlestar has a much bigger history than i thought he did apparently he was mostly in comics i never read okay <laughs> so <laughs> Yeah, I've seen this character before. I love his collar. Yeah. No, gosh, apparently apparently he does have a whole history with John Walker, too. So, all right. I completely whiffed on this. Shame. Yeah, basically, ring the shame bell. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Lamar worked as the bold urban commando. <laughs> oh, boy. All right, there's a whole history here with this guy. All right, I'm going to have to read this all later. This is actually fairly fascinating. And I a complete blind spot in my Captain America lore. Well, Mark, you learn something new every day you do a podcast, right? I guess so. 
All right. Well, yeah, you, you saw that costume. I, as soon as I saw the costume, I was like, wait a second. I do know this. <laughs> I just yeah. I had no recollection of his name being Battlestar. <laughs> right. Okay. All right. Well, hey, one mystery solved. So, yeah, a real character. Well, that's good. Bob, but what I wanted to ask you about was that was that was that conversation they had with each other, uh, you know, Hoskins and Walker and Bucky and Sam in the Jeep. What do you think of all that? Uh, I liked it. I, I thought it was good. And um, yeah, like I said, I mean, I, you know, I just kind of understand where where John Walker is coming from. Um I mean, you understand where Bucky and and Falcon are coming from, but, you know, I I definitely felt like they're being a little more uh, stubborn about things. Well, and you got to you have to imagine that has more to do with like their their history and and connection to Steve than anything else. Like, I don't think it's especially on Sam's part. I don't think he has any out and out animosity towards John Walker. Um, You know, he's a military guy, just like Sam is. Uh, but I did think it was funny how each of them kind of had like a line in the sand in the conversation, you know, when, when Hoskins introduces himself as Battlestar and Bucky's like, all right, pull over. (laughs) I gotta gotta get out of here. (laughs) And then obviously for Sam, it was, it was, you know, basically being relegated to becoming a sidekick for, for John Walker. Yeah. Wingman. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, And terrible, terrible pun, right? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) <laughs> but that gets our heroes back into the states and and and, and it leads to uh something i think you know we, we, we again we sort of speculated about last week on the show the possible inclusion mm-hmm. of, of isaiah bradley who in the comic books was was a test subject prior to steve getting captain america super soldier serum injected into him uh but uh they're they're obviously tweaking that that origin a bit for the show uh, and they make him uh, you know they don't out come outright and say that he's Captain America at 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 any point, but he was a super soldier in the service of the U.S. government uh, during the Korean War, and he, he has had an encounter with the Winter Soldier during that time, and that is when we were yeah. introduced to uh, the the wonderful, the lovely uh, Carl Lumley, aka Mantis. Yes. <laughs> aka John Jones's dad on Supergirl and and a million other things. He was John Jones in the Justice League animated cartoon. Uh, Carl Lumley is is like superhero royalty in, in a lot of senses. I mean, this guy's been doing it for a long time, and now he gets a chance to kind of be um, this ostracized Captain America or just a super soldier. But I wouldn't I wouldn't be terribly surprised if we find out he was Captain America during the during the Red Scare era. Yeah, maybe. I mean, it'd be interesting if they if they went that route with it. I I got more of the impression that they kind of still just kept him. In the shadows. In the shadows and use them as a lab rat, basically. Is, is as a lab rat and as, like, a covert operative, but not under the, the banner of Captain America. Yeah, maybe not. I, I, I suspect we're going to get more information out of that because I think, I, I definitely think Sam is, uh, like, very uh, interested in, in Isaiah's story. And, and I, I, I really, I, I, I would be shocked if we don't see more of, of, of Isaiah in this, in this story. Uh, as the episodes play out, because I think I think Sam, uh, seeing um, how Isaiah was treated, very very likely for the color of his skin, um, right, probably feels a connection to this man right away because of that. 
And because of what happens right outside the house, that we, we will talk about that, what happens after they leave Isaiah's house. Um, mm-hmm. But, wh- I don't know. I mean, what did you? What, what was your big takeaways from, from that scene in particular? I, I really thought it was great. I loved it. And I, I, again, I'm a Carl Lumley super fan, so more of him, please. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was a good scene. I liked Carl Lumley in the scene. And, and I don't, you know, I, I think I just kind of took from it pretty much what, what you were saying. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I really liked the way he played that part and it was a small part on today's show for him, but the way he played it, like with the, the anger and, and the, and the, and the, like the rage at, at sort of like the way he's been relegated to nothingness. Um, right. I, I was, I was very uh, intrigued by, by all that. I want to know more about his story and 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 I'm I'm so curious to see how he factors into to, into Sam. I'm like again, I you know we we assume the reason why we're all here is is so that Sam can go on his his hero's journey and get the shield by episode six. Um, I so I want to know how how Isaiah Bradley will factor into into that into 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 uh, uh, Sam making the decisions that he will probably have to make. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure we haven't seen the last of Isaiah, and 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 he'll be back. And and I don't think he got any. I don't think he was formally introduced on the show. But the the young man who opens the door, I'm assuming, will be his grandson Eli, who I have been speculating for months. Will be super patriot. Will be, or I'm sorry, the patriot, and and will culminate in the the formation of the Young Avengers at some point on this silly network they call Disney Plus. He's gonna be Mel Gibson. Hashtag can't wait. No one can. No one wants to be Mel Gibson. You can't. Mel can't. <laughs> no one. <laughs> oh, Mel. We, <laughs> we, <laughs> I don't think we're allowed to talk about him on this show. <laughs> I mean, you said the you said the Patriots. So well, you know. no, clearly I meant Heath Ledger. Um, you know, the other guy from America oh. who saved the country. <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, that guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that guy. But, but I, I was delighted uh, by all of that. I like again. I'm, I assume that's Eli who will become uh, the Patriot. And and again, the, okay. the, the 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 forming of the Young Avengers is we're moments away from it happening. Mark, it's only a matter of time. Hashtag right. I win. I called it months ago. <laughs> cool. I know. I, I'm like 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 anyone cares. Um, <laughs> Well, no, I mean, right now they're going to have to do a hell of a lot to get me to be interested in Young Avengers. They'll, they'll put more DC characters in it, is what I've heard, because that'll get your mm. that'll get your attention. Yeah, it, it would. <laughs> Mark's always been a big fan of uh, Batman Junior. <laughs> you mean Damian Wayne? <laughs> no, I mean Batman Junior. Right. I don't know. Okay. I don't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, let's uh, obviously let's talk about like the the next big, you know, we go from uh, a scene uh, tinged with with like racial uh, undercurrents to a, a scene with huge racial over over overtones uh, with with the right. police confrontation. Uh, you know, they show up because it's a black man yelling at a white man, basically. Um, how'd that work for you? Um, you know, it, it was uncomfortable. Is that because you're a white man? No, I just mean it was an uncomfortable scene. Isaiah, look at you. This is um, 
Sam. Sam, this is Isaiah. He was a hero. One of the ones that Hydra feared the most, like Steve. We uh, met in 51. If by met you mean I whooped your ass, then, yeah, we heard whispers he was on the peninsula. But everyone they sent after him never came back. So the U.S. military dropped me behind the line to go deal with him. I took half that metal arm in that fight in Goyang, but I see he's managed to grow it back. Why, why was it uncomfortable? Was it just the, the, just the whole wrongness of it all? Yeah, I mean, you know, it was, it was just a, a tense scene is all. And, like, yeah, you get the, you get the racial undercurrent of it, and you're just, you're just wondering what's going to happen and kind of how far they're going to take the scene really i was like, i was oh. very curious how far they're gonna take the scene because i mean like sam was very upset rightly so i mean he's being profiled and and i i was very curious if they were gonna draw down on him like i was like oh oh shit are we gonna go here um yeah it doesn't escalate to that point because they eventually again much like the like the banker in episode one you know somebody does recognize him and then you sort of get like the double uh, the two-faced sort of like oh you're superheroes. That's okay, right? Yeah, you know, and it's just like sort of like that ridiculous double standard. Uh, I mean, that right. obviously is is very. I mean, obviously not superheroes in in the real world, but there's the, the sort of this double standard in real life. Yeah. So yeah, no, I, I'm glad they're. I, I hope I hope they continue to explore that more fully, especially uh, because that will be something that if Sam's going to be Captain America, I mean, he's going to have to. That's the kind of thing he's going to have to face head on, and. It, it's an interesting. It's interesting to note. It wasn't. It wasn't that long ago in in Marvel comics that Sam was Captain America in that book. Mm-hmm. But I feel like so much has happened, you know, particularly with the events of, of summer twenty twenty, you know, with with uh, the whole Black Lives Matter movement and and the, like just the the complete escalation of awareness, uh, for w- what's going on with with the police in this country. You know, the whole the whole thing. I don't. I'm not smart enough to get into that too much on the show. But I'm I'm really glad to see that being reflected in in Sam's journey. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I hear you. Because I, I think it would be uh, disrespectful and, and ignorant if we were to like live in this Marvel universe that like oh race things don't really ma- don't really happen here. Everyone kind of gets along with each other. It's fine. I like that this could be a Captain America who will have to deal with these things kind of head on. Yeah. I'm- like you said, I think that's that's a more realistic approach to it, and and it could be interesting uh, depending on what they do with it. Yeah, and and uh, and again, for anyone out there who who doesn't know the comic books, I mean, Captain America has a huge, long history of of fighting white supremacy. So whether it's Steve or anybody else who's worn uh, the cowl and and slung the shield in the past, I mean, white supremacy has a fairly large role. I'm not sure who's been in that book more, the Red Skull or white supremacists. So there, there, there's, there's a role to be played in, uh, for Captain America in, in fighting white supremacy. And just, just racism in general, like, you know, systemic or otherwise. Yeah, I mean, isn't, isn't Red Skull basically, I mean, he's a white supremacist. So. Yeah, they downplayed that in him in, in First Avenger. Well, yeah, in the movies they certainly do, but, but since we were talking about the comics, I mean. Yeah, no, in the comics he is definitely a big fan of uh, referring to everyone else as the, the mongrel races. 
Yes. Yeah. <laughs> he loves that mongrel races word. I think that's what it says on his tombstone. They didn't like the mongrel races. Did he die? <laughs> the Red Skulls died so many times in the comics. They bothered to give him a gravestone. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure someone somewhere gave him a gravestone at some point. Uh, all right, so the awkward confrontation with the police, they, they realize that Sam is Falcon. Oh, by the way, I should have said uh, uh, before, I really enjoyed uh, the little kid calling him Black Falcon. That made me laugh. That was funny, yeah. <laughs> Uh, I like that whole little sequence with the kid. I thought that was funny as hell. Uh, yeah. But picking up where, where we're kind of going, uh, it turns again, they once Sam's identity is sort of known, they, they get off of him, but it turns out Bucky has an APB out on him. Uh, he skipped his court-mandated therapy session, so Bucky's arrested. So now we get to go to uh, Baltimore uh, County Jail. This is always exciting. you got to love Baltimore County Jail. That's one of my favorite old haunts. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Uh, yeah. and, and this is where we get the uh, the sort of the forced therapy session. Uh, we find out that Bucky's therapist is an old comrade or ally of, of John Walker's from their military days together. Um, what did you think of the sort of the couple's counseling scene? Because I loved it. I, I thought it was good. The staring contest was a bit much. <laughs> but it's kind of on brand for them, don't you think? Yeah, I don't know. They, maybe I'm maybe I'm tired of it already. I just feel like let's just kind of move past that. Well, I mean, you got to remember too, like these characters, they aren't friends. They have sort of been thrown together as as as, as you know um, allies, um, but like their only real connection to each other is 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 Steve, who's now gone, and yeah. and they're sort of being you know forced to figure out how to be better, if not friends with each other, at least how to like coexist with each other in a, in a, in a, in a world without Steve to help them do it. Well, yeah, how to be comrades. Yeah, I, I didn't want to say comrades. I feel like it's very... <laughs> I, don't, I, don't want to, I was going to talk about uh, the, the commie smasher Captain America, so I didn't want to go down that road. <laughs> but, but yeah, I mean, to be like brothers in arms, basically. Right. Um, oh, yeah, I was, going to talk, I was going to talk about the commie smasher Captain America era because I was wondering if that was what they were going to put Isaiah Bradley in, that he was like the 50s Cap who was all about, you know, fighting the Red Scare and smashing commies in the face uh, that would be cool yeah well i mean well it wasn't cool for the red scare cat captain america who was uh kind of a violent sociopath eh. well, well we'll see if that's the way they go or not uh, we don't we don't know how, uh, there's there's a lot to get into there's a lot of isaiah's story to figure out so we'll, we'll see how that shakes out yeah i mean you know i, I don't know anything about commie smasher cap i didn't even this is the first time i've even heard of it Oh, it's it's a whole weird era of Captain America's history. Okay. Uh, Brubaker does something with it in his run uh, with once Bucky is Captain America, they do some interesting stuff with part, with a piece of that with the with the pieces of that continuity. Um, but yeah, until we know a little bit more, I'm not going to go too much down that that road. Uh, just because I want to leave, you know, if if they turn out if that turns out to be what Isaiah is in the show, we'll we'll talk about it in the, in more context there. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so at the, it's at the point, basically it's at, at that point that after the force therapy session, they, you know, they're outside, they, they talk to Hoskins and Walker again, uh, and they're, you know, Walker's still making the pitch that they all need to team up and, and fight those Flag Smashers together, um, and, and Sam's like, now nah, you know what, you guys got all these rules and regulations, and, and Sam, or Bucky and I can kind of do our own jam, 
And, uh, yeah, we're out. Peace. Yeah. So they turned down Walker again, which I don't think John liked, but, I mean, uh, you no. know, what do you do? <laughs> no, he definitely didn't. And I was wondering, though, because he did say, um, you know, he did tell them, you know, if they're not going to join up with him, then to stay out of his way. And so that makes me wonder, you know, what what exactly they are going to do with his character and if there is going to be some kind of turn for him. Yeah, no, I know. I definitely wondered that. We're, we're, we're going to see how it goes. I mean, again, we we're actually already down to four episodes left in the season, so uh, a lot to do here. Um, before I get to like the last big pivotal moment with, with Sam and and and, uh, and Buck, I do, I do want to check in on the on the Flag Smasher situation because we we got some more information about them in this episode as well, and how right. like, they're sort of uh, revered by the global community for their their efforts to kind of uh, restore the 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 blip world basically you know right. how things were better in the during the blip and that's that's sort of like their their uh their belief system is based on that that you know when it was whenever when half the population had been blipped out it was you know one world one people and now that the blip's been undone they're it seems like they're trying to make sure that the same old people don't keep coming back into power and 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 keeping the system the way it is mm-hmm. uh but we find that they, because they have like a very strong online presence, they're very, um, very much on the on the web. There's sort of like this known commodity, maybe on the dark web. I don't really know, uh, mm-hmm. you know. But obviously, they're 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 known enough that they organize flash mobs in the, in the first one to rob places. Um, but I, well, I guess what, I guess I'm curious what your thoughts were on on how that was kind of revealed that they're sort of like these like. The, again, the the one guy says that they're almost like this this Robin Hood esque, uh, you know. Uh, mystique around them yeah i mean i kind of figured they were going to go that direction with it just simply because in the first episode when they briefly described what the flag smashers were after which like you said is is to return the world to more of a a a a blip stage um and and you know it, it just seemed likely that there would be a lot of people that that agree with that. Um, and, you know, the idea of making sure that the same people who end up in power don't end up in, in power again, you know, like that sounds good on the face of it. Um, I, so it's just kind of a matter of seeing what sort of uh, means they're... Um, resorting to. Yeah, uh, and I'm curious if you have any thoughts on the, the mysterious text that Carly receives about how uh, they have taken something that belongs to somebody else. Oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, we're, we're sort of introduced to this group that's pursuing after them, these these, these power brokers, I think they, they refer to them as. Uh, okay, yeah. Towards the end of the episode when, the, when they're fleeing the airport and they're... they're uh, their one, uh, their one compatriot uh, sacrifices himself so they could escape. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and I'm curious if you have. I mean, obviously we don't know anything about anything. You know, we don't know how the the flag smashers got their super soldier serum. I'm assuming that's what this person's referring to when they says you took something that belonged to us or belonged to me. Yeah, it seems that way. Uh, do you have any thoughts on who this person is? Honestly, I, I don't know. I, I think it it might end up being either someone within or the organization itself. What what is um, 
what's this organization that that we said John Walker is kind of a representative of? The Global Repatriation Global Repatriation Council. Yeah, I, I'm 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 wondering if it's if it if it's if it's them or you know some clandestine offshoot of them. I, I feel like there's going to be more revealed about that organization, and it, it's it's going to turn out to not be a very good organization i suspect very much the same thing i would not be surprised if the power brokers were connected to them uh you and i, I seem to be going the same place because well i mean like it's falcon and the winter soldier i mean we're, we're, we're expecting you know spycraft and, and espionage and all this other stuff so why why not have a big plot twist like that yeah that this 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 seemingly uh benevolent organization is not quite as benevolent as we all thought they were and they actually yeah have, you know some kind of power hungry scheme going on yeah, like it could just be a new facade for Hydra. Yeah, I also wondered uh, that I'm I'm also super curious if it's possible that Zemo's facilitating this from behind bars. Yeah, you know, yeah. Uh, uh, Zemo, the master manipulator that he is in the comics, uh, was pretty darn good at getting the Avengers to do what he wanted them to do. The, mm-hmm. only, the only thing that didn't happen was Black Panther didn't kill him like he wanted. Right. Uh, so I I wouldn't be surprised if Zemo were to be the one behind. Behind this, behind a lot of this stuff, but uh, you know, I don't know. There's not. I mean, we 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 got our first glimpse of Zemo. I mean, that's how we close out this episode. Is 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 Sam and Buck decide it's they got to go find Zemo because Zemo's the only guy who knows more about stuff. This this old super super soldier stuff, this old Hydra stuff, than Bucky himself is Zemo. So now they got to go find him in prison yeah. in I think Berlin. It looked like. Um. And I sort of loved the way they closed on it. It was, I mean, not quite Hannibal Lecter esque, but kind of Hannibal Lecter esque the way they kind of reveal him in his cell. Not really. You yeah. think so? I mean, he, in, he's it, just sitting there. No, but like in the sense that, like, it was kind of like this, this kind of like grandiose reveal of him sitting in his cell. Like, like here's the mastermind. This is what you've been waiting for. It's Zemo time. That kind of thing. Not like they had to wheel him out on a dolly with a face thing on his mouth. <laughs> face thing on his mouth. Yeah, you know, you know, you know yeah, no, those face things on your mouth. They have, they sell those yeah. at, at CVS, I think. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I don't know. I, I thought it was kind of a uh, a weak reveal. I was like, oh, that's it. <laughs> they, they, this, uh, that, this is the move for the show. You know, they, they, just, they give you like the one flash of John Walker at the end of episode one. You get the flash of Zemo here to close out episode two. I mean, yeah. and trust me, I, it, it. it I think one of the things that has surprised me the most about some of, about talking to people about this show is is how excited they are about Zemo and and like sort of my thought process going into the show was like am, I'm probably the, like the only person excited to see Zemo back in the show right but uh, uh, apparently not I mean apparently like Zemo um, what's the best way to put this I feel like like Zemo was great I thought in Civil War but I feel like no one talked about Zemo or or Daniel Bruhl in particular because they were so busy talking about the superheroes fighting each other. Yeah, he definitely got, I think, overshadowed by that. I, you know, I th- I thought he was good. I, I, th- I thought in Civil War, you know, I, I thought he definitely rose above the kind of Marvel villain of the week. I But I don't think he... Like, I wasn't blown away by it, but it was definitely like what you said. You know, he... He basically kind of won. It, uh, by the end of that movie, he got the Avengers to to split up and 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 to fracture. 
so I think it definitely left an impression with with audiences. Yeah, and and so you know, it's not just me and the comic book nerds who are who are actually excited to see him back. I think people maybe the more they watch Civil War, the more they realize how how good. Uh, a, how good the character Zemo is, but B, how good Daniel Brühl is in the role. Right. So so I think bringing him back is, was, I thought that was awesome. I was really excited to see that. And I was really glad, you know, at the end of Civil War when they didn't kill him, you know, they put him in jail. So, right. So, yeah, I, I'm really, really excited to see how Zemo is going to fit into the show. I'm very curious if uh, if Sam and, and Bucky are going to have to break him out of prison. I, 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 I got to see how this is all going to play out. I have so many things I'm excited to find out how I was going to shake out. Yeah. You know, and again, I, will, will I be surprised if Zemo's manipulating everything again and he's the power broker and he's behind this repatriation council? I, you know, I, none of that would shock me. But, I mean, they could also go... A, a ton, there's a ton of different directions to go here. I, I'm really, really curious how this will all go. I'm still holding out hope that MODOK is the one behind everything. Keep dreaming. <laughs> All right, so you're you're firmly in the anti-Modoc <laughs> thought. You're not, but you're not buying in on Modoc, huh? Not buying in on Modoc, no. Damn you, damn you. Um, but I don't know. I I hope they don't just go with Zemo being the power broker or power brokers and being behind everything. I I would like for him to play some other role in this because I I feel like that's a very like that's I I feel like that's almost like what we expect. I so I, I hope it doesn't just play out like that. Yeah, I think it's almost too comic book to to have it be like he's been pulling these strings all along from behind jail, you know, from behind bars or whatever. I I'd like to see them do something uh, a little bit more different and a little bit more uh, grandiose because it is Zemo and we are getting Zemo with the god dang purple mask and I can't wait for that to happen. Yeah, me too. <laughs> And I'm also very curious if, uh, like, like what's going to be the reasoning behind the purple mask? Is something going to happen? Is Daniel Brühl going to fall in the hot pit of glue like, like, like he does in the comic books? Is that what happens? I, he falls it, in a pit of glue. No, it's like some kind of like super adhesive, like you know, uh, Mars's face or something like that. <laughs> it's got a really complicated origin to it. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I think it the... basically he falls in a pit of hot glue though. <laughs> okay. I don't know. I, I think the implication of it is that it has something to do with the Flag Smashers, though, because they all wear similar masks, just his is purple. Yes, I suppose. Yeah, I mean, I suppose. I, it, it's, you know, the, I don't know. The Flag Smashers, the flag smashers look is kind of generic. I mean, it, it could kind of be anything. Yeah, I mean, you know, it just looks like a, a black hockey mask with a... Uh, that, that's exactly what know. I was thinking. I was like, I was like, they look more like Casey Jones than anything else, but that's the wrong comic book. Yeah, but the the little bit that I've seen of the Zemo mask is like it. it maybe I'm misremembering it, but but it it looks a little bit like that, just just purple. Purple, purple, purple. It's so purple. Very it's purple. So purple, purple, purple. I can't wait. I, I'm really excited about it. <laughs> you know, the character's got a little flair to him. He does, and again, I I I'm I really uh, like Daniel Brühl as an actor, so I I, I kind of want to see him be the over-the-top Zemo that I love so much from the comics. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be cool. That'd be a lot of fun. Yeah, and if, if anyone wants to see, uh, to see Daniel Brühl act his face off, just uh, go watch Inglorious Bastards again. Is he in that? Yes, sir. Who's he in that? He's the the, the German sniper they're making the, the movie about. 
Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's been a long time since I've seen Inglorious Bastards. Ooh, so. I just rewatched it a few months ago, and it is just delightful. Mm. One of Quentin's best. I enjoyed it. <laughs> uh, Mark, anything else you want to say about this episode before we wrap it up? Um, nah, I got nothing. Nah, I got nothing. I think that says it better than anything. Uh, he is our Star Spangled Man with a plan. Uh, he's he he actually held the motorcycle above his head the entire episode. I can't believe he did it. It looked tiring, but you know, that was his plan. So he did it. Mark, thank you so much for doing the episode with us. Please put the motorcycle down. You're showing off. You're making me feel bad about myself. That's what I'm here for. <laughs> All right. Well, hopefully you'll be here for episode three's review next Friday. And uh, yep. we will keep this party going. All and right. Sounds good. You feel like making any bold predictions real quick? Um, no. <laughs> no. I have, no. I have, yeah. Bucky I have no and Winter Soldier, or Bucky and Falcon will be on the show. Winter Soldier will die. Oh, wow. There, they, Wow, Mark. Quite the prediction there. Yeah, there you go. That's it. You know, you actually bring up an interesting point. Like, I, I don't think I'd be terribly surprised if that were to happen at the end of the series. You think so? I, I think it's a possibility. I mean, he's clearly a character who, who is struggling to find peace. And, and um, you know, I don't know, maybe some, some final heroic good deed to, to sort of ease his own conscience as, as, you know, as he ends his time on, on Earth. Is is the move? Yeah, maybe. But do do you think Marvel wants to, uh, w- or would be willing to completely give up that storyline of of Bucky possibly eventually picking up the shield? I yeah, it, it sort of seems like they're gonna skip right over it. Yeah. <laughs> oh okay. All right. I because I, I don't know how it plays out in the comics. Was it was it Bucky got the shield and then Falcon? No, Bucky got the shield and then Steve came back to life. Oh, okay. And then uh, the the I believe Falcon got it when uh, the super soldier serum was failing in Steve and he and he turned into uh, an old man. Not a werewolf. Not this time. No, Cap <laughs> Cap Wolf did not make his triumphant return. Oh man. Yeah. Well, well, you know what? Maybe we'll do a special episode about Cap Wolf. That'd be fun. <laughs> I, I know next to nothing about it. It'd be fun. I think for, I, I think fun. I have an issue of Cap I from think, that. I think you do too. I think it'd be fun yeah. for about ten minutes, and then uh, I'd yeah. want to kill myself. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or at the very least, just turn off the podcast and never air it for anyone because I, I would have punched myself in the face. <laughs> I mean, I think it's more of a visual episode than anything else. I, I'm not sure Cap Wolf lends itself to uh, to podcasting. You would have to put up a, a corresponding video on on YouTube. Yeah, exactly. Oh, I mean, like we could we could do a whole episode about some of the like, the the crazy things that have happened in the Captain America comics over the years, particularly in like the 80s and 90s. I mean, some of that right. stuff was just oh boy, what were they doing? Right. What were they doing there? Yeah, I because re- I remember no, like you and I didn't care about Captain America until the late '90s when Mark Wade came on. Yeah, well, because it had been a book that was um, not good for for quite yeah. a while, and uh, they, yeah, I mean they were doing crazy things like turning him into a werewolf, and then there is the uh, oh uh, the super soldier serum's actually killing him, and now he's dying, and they had to put him in like an Iron Man esque Captain America armor, 
And it was like, I was like, what is happening? Yeah, I vaguely remember that. Yeah. yeah, terrible, terrible, terrible. And then luckily Mark Wade came on board and kind of like reset the table. So that was that was good. Yeah. Uh, yeah, let's wrap it up, buddy. Uh, we'll be back next week for episode three of The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Uh, we have learned very many important things. We learned about the existence of Isaiah Bradley, uh, that there was some sort of super soldier activity, perhaps even Captain America, in the Korean War. We have yeah. learned uh, that Bucky has read uh, The Hobbit back in 1937 when it first came out. Good for him. And uh, I have learned that Battlestar is an actual character that I completely forgot about. Yeah. <laughs> so, hey, Lamar Hoskins, good on you, buddy. You're real. You're in continuity in the 616. <laughs> wow. <laughs> hey, it's not, you know, it's not often that uh, um, something eludes me to that level uh, as far as comic books stuff goes. But, yeah, uh, Lamar Hoskins, not, that was not in my wheelhouse at all, man. I, that was a complete blind spot for me. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I had no idea. You know, maybe I should use that Google machine a little bit earlier in the day. I would have known that going into the podcast. Probably. <laughs> oh, well, it was more fun to find out on, on the show. So, yeah. Live and learn. Yep. All right. Well, let's, uh, again, we're going to wrap it up. Thanks again, Mark. We will talk. Uh, we will talk next Friday. Well, you and I are going to talk sooner than that. But uh, yes. we'll be back for this podcast next Friday. See you then. See you. I just wanted to see if you got the arm back. Oh. If he'd come to kill me. Not a killer anymore. You think you can wake up one day and decide who you want to be? It doesn't work like that. Well, maybe it does for folks like you. Isaiah, the reason we're here is because there's more of you and me out there. You and me. And we need to know how. I'm not going to talk about it anymore. You know what they did to me for being a hero? They put my ass in jail for 30 years. People running tests, taking my blood coming into my cell. Even your people weren't done with me. I say it. Get out of my house! Yeah, you can bet your sweet bippy that we'll be seeing more of Carl Emily back as Isaiah Bradley. Uh, I ended up playing uh, an earlier piece of the conversation into the middle of the episode, inserting it into the middle of the episode, and then kind of uh, using this last part to kind of branch the two uh, segments of the show together as we transition from the conversation with Mark into the into the final uh, segment of the show, and and I did that mostly because I just wanted to kind of reemphasize I th- I think how powerful uh, that scene is and how important I think it's going to be for for Sam and his his hero's journey his hero's arc uh, and and possibly coming back to Isaiah to to learn more and and to understand more of his story and uh, how this country uh, treated Isaiah for. You know, again, for like as 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 Isaiah said himself, you know, being a hero got his ass thrown in jail, and and uh, thirty years of, of horrible things, and and um, uh, I it, it clearly will be a big part of, of the story moving forward for for Sam, and and his decision to uh, take on the legacy of Captain America if that's what he does end up doing at the end of the show, which I think we all know he will. Uh, but again, it's, it's, it's not the destination, it's the journey and, and getting Sam to that place where he can pick up that shield 
and know that it is his and know that it is uh, his responsibility to to uh, lead the country into a new day into uh, into a uh, uh, again I don't I'm not smart enough to do with some of these 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 parts of the show but a, a day for you know greater equality uh, you know freedom for all kind of kind of situations Sam's gonna be the one help, who helps usher in the changes that America needs if, if Marvel's gonna go that route and I, I hope they do I hope they get a little bit more uh, politically motivated you know it, it's it's fun fighting supervillains and it's fun uh, doing all that good stuff but it's it's uh, if, if you don't live in a real world in a world that has um, valid comparisons to you know between its cinematic world and our world then it's just purely fantasy and one of the strengths of, of so much of the Marvel Cinematic Universe is uh, there there is a you know it's it's obviously <laughs> it's obviously different but again there's enough carryover there's enough crossover that we can see similarities in our in our worlds and, and you know in, in a movie in, in a universe where you have done so much with the Black Panther character to to talk about uh, the that the, the, those 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 situations with the Black Panther, you have to keep that going. Like you can't just be like, oh, the Black Panthers are the movies that talks about, about this stuff. No, 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 no. Uh, Captain America is the perfect vehicle to uh, address the inequities in the country. That's that's, and that's what Steve would want. I mean, let's be perfectly honest. If you want to put it back in the context of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, Steve would be aware of these things too. And I think Steve wishes he could have been the Captain America, but he knows that. A new a new era needs a new cap, and he knows that Sam is that cap. So so let's get there. Let's let's see how the journey goes. And I am I'm very curious about uh, Isaiah and his, the rest of his story. Learning more of the background there. Was he an, actually Captain America, or was he just a, a super soldier? You know how how are they going to play that uh, in comparison to his origins in the comic book? I'm I'm very intrigued by that. Uh, and yeah, I'm 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 really digging the show. Two episodes in, I'm 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 way in on this show. Can't wait for more. Can't wait for episode three. Uh, I can't wait to finish this podcast so I can go do a deep dive and see what other comic books Battlestar was in that I completely fucking forgot about. <laughs> because wow, what that character is just not in my wheelhouse, man. Wow, what a what a what a what a what a nugget of information. And again, maybe if I had Googled that ahead of time. I just thought they were making fun. <laughs> I thought they were making fun of of character because that name Battlestar that's goofy shit right there, isn't it? I mean, that sounds like something Rob Liefeld would have thought of in the '90s. A guy with like a lot of pouches, uh, you know, and a, and big guns. Big guns look like they could be toaster ovens. Um, I hey hey, live and learn, right? Yep, but that fell right in my into my blind spot, and uh, and I was exposed, and that's okay. That's why we do the podcast. So that's part of the fun is uh, when I get caught with my pants down. Not in the, not in that uh, not in that Deshaun Watson kind of way. All right, so yes, let's close it up. Uh, we're gonna be back next Friday again. Every Friday is Falcon Winter Soldier Fridays, and and we're gonna be here covering every episode of the show up until its its conclusion. Uh, in the meantime, though, we do have more content coming your way. Uh, we will be doing a special. You may remember over over Halloween when we were doing our our Halloween uh, uh, movies. Or, 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 you know, all month long we did different Halloween movies, like our, some of my favorite Halloween movies. And I would have my brother come on for some, and I think we had a couple of other guests come on and talk about their favorite Halloween movies. And and, and uh, one of the ones in particular, one of one of my favorite ones to do in, in particular was was when my brother and I did 
uh, Fright Night versus Fright Night, where we did we pitted the original Fright Night versus the remake of Fright Night, and kind of did like a you know talked about the pros and cons of each one and sort of how they weigh out against each other. Just for you know, and it was just for fun, and I really enjoyed that conversation, uh, mostly because. I, I, I am on the record on this podcast of, of not being a fan of about 95% of all remakes. You know, every now and again, you get like that, that one that's, that turns out to be uh, something of a gem or, 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 or at the very least the, the, the anomaly that is the, the standout remake. Um, but uh, talking to some of my freaking collaborators, uh, we decided to kind of revisit that idea and 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 bring back the verses uh, series. And it won't be uh, every time. It won't be all the time. It, you know, maybe maybe one or two a month. Maybe once a month, twice a month, something like that. Uh, we're gonna pit a remake versus the original, and 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 kind of see how they stack up on their own and against each other. And and we're doing that. The the first movie in the in this in the, in the new version of the series actually fits in really well with our with the with the Halloween theme because we're checking out we're watching the original 1981 Evil Dead and we're pitting up against the 2013 remake of the Evil Dead so get ready for that that's gonna be dropping uh, you'll hear that on Monday and at least uh, barring any sort of unforeseen internet issues or uh, or getting my guests pinned down. So get ready for that. We're bringing those back. But the news is coming, too. We're, uh, Roger, Roger will be back on the show next week. We'll be doing a news episode at some point. And we'll get you all caught up on the news, especially considering we got the Suicide Squad, Squad trailer. Suicide Squad? Suicide Squad trailer. You know, the long, bally, much ballyhooed, uh, highly anticipated, James Gunn-directed Suicide Squad movie. And uh, there is, oh, there's a lot to talk about with that one. So much to talk about. And, and all I have to say is, Starro, Starro, the Conqueror, is here. Get ready. Buckle up for that one. All right. We'll be back very, very soon. Thanks for listening to this podcast. I want to thank the, the official members of Pophead Nation. Thank you to the Aspenil Chody, the Batman of Park, Jeff Nail, co-host of The Ring Year, a fantastic music podcast. Thanks to Evil Circle, the evilest of all circles. Thanks to the Squidmaster General, Mr. Brian Broussard, the New Jersey Devil, Mark Wegemer, and our very own... Joker and Par- uh, no, Joker and Joker and Harley of Pariah Brewing Company. Joker, oh my God, Tom! <laughs> Our very own Joker and Harley Quinn, Brian and Krista of Pariah Brewing Company, right here in San Diego, California. Thank you all so much for being official members of Pophead Nation. It, it means the world to me that you are digging this show so much that you've uh, helped uh, help you're helping keep the lights on and and doing all that important stuff that helps you know upgrade equipment and all, all that good stuff means the world to me but in the meantime uh you know if you can't be a member of Popeye nation but you want to want to show some support for the show keep doing what you're doing download subscribe share the show with your friends family enemies loved ones people you're in blood feuds with uh and give us those five star reviews those are so so very very helpful uh for for getting the word out that we're doing good stuff and that we are a show worth checking out because we are a small independent pop culture podcast and uh there are a lot of uh big unindependent pop culture podcasts out there that have a lot more financial support than we do. So those five-star reviews are insanely helpful. Uh, with that being said, let's wrap up the show. Let's get out of here. We're going to be back very, very soon. So I will talk to you then. Until then, uh, stay safe, be smart, be good, take care of each other, and uh, ciao, babes. So what are you thinking? Well, I know what we have to do. Isaiah said my people. Ah, oh, don't take that to heart. That's not what he meant. No, he meant Hydra. Hydra used to be my people. Oh, not a chance. Walker doesn't have any leads. I know where you're going with this, and no. He knows all of Hydra's secrets. Don't you remember Siberia? So you're just gonna go sit in a room with this guy? He, yes. 
Okay, then. We're gonna go see Zemo. Great story. Compelling and rich. We're not gonna be fucking sunk this year! We're the Stanley Cup champions!